Alrighty, well hey there everyone, John here with Crypto Top 10 coming at you with some of the more trending articles in the crypto news space right now. As always, off the rip, thanks to all those who have subscribed, I really do appreciate it. And pop on down the description, check out them there, links of all the articles we talked about, so that way uh, you can do some learning on your own. But hey, without further ado, let's hop in. First up... Uh, Yearn Finance founder announces a new Ethereum project and it goes exactly as I thought it was going to. So, Yearn Finance creator Andre Crone's uh, quote, test in prod, unquote, method has become one of the most controversial development processes in the crypto space. We've talked about this prior on the channel, but for those of you who don't know, he likes to test his uh, little side projects on like ethereum's main chain and the last time he did this uh he posted some updates of it people found out which wallet address he was sending stuff to and they tried to uh buy a bunch of these coins that weren't technically available for distribution but because they were on the main net they were able to uh, and it led to a lot of people losing a lot of money and it goes to a lot, bunch of problems uh, Crone said he'd make some adjustments, but he would continue to test on the mainnet. He would just try to hide uh, the wallet addresses and things like that. And he made it very clear then, and he does now, you will lose money if you put things into this. These are just experiments. So, that being said, the most recent launch of a Crone project on the Ethereum mainnet has rekindled this criticism. Deployed approximately 48, according to this article, years ago, I'm assuming they meant ours. Uh, the experimental smart contracts have received nearly six million buckaroonies despite his warnings. So the project received attention after a publication in Medium entitled Crypto Economics Perpetual Liquidity and IL Offsets. So basically he's trying to deal with a problem called impermanent losses or IL. So impermanent loss is intrinsic built in to an automated market maker, and it occurs whenever there is a divergence in the price of a token used to provide liquidity in the pool. If there's a price variation, liquidity providers lose a percentage of their profits unless the token returns to its initial price. Crone's platform proposed the creation of incentives to mitigate this problem. Hmm. Sounds pretty good in theory. So at the end of the publication of the article, Crone stated that the token would be a bridge for the interaction of multiple exchanges. At the same time, he published the core contracts of his solution. The native token of the referred contracts is called Liquidity Income, or LBI. Oh, look at you. You let people know the name and what the contracts look like. So uh, he did also state in an update to the article, this is 100% valueless. I'm assuming he's referencing LBI. Not in the meme sense, but as this is an experimental concept to be further developed and co-collaborated on. This will not be used in the future. Do not put funds in it. I promise I will create for you things to use your funds for, but this is not it. Uh, and of course, people ignored this. Uh, a few hours later, the smart contracts had over $6 million in total value locked. One of the many users who participated in the experiment deposited 1,000 Ethereum to acquire the token, which then presented a 90% loss. 
which, uh, you know, duh. Like, he's made it very obvious. Like, people will come down on either side of this. My personal opinion is he's made it very obvious. I'm doing this. I'm experimenting on this. And if you put money into these things, you will lose because they're experiments and they're not intended to be anything other than that. And I can discontinue them at any time. So, don't know, don't know what to tell you. That's the risk you play. It's the risk you take when you decide to play around like this. I, I have no sympathy, sympathy for that person. Um, you just lost out on a thousand Ethereum. Like, you could just do so much with that. Like it, it just, uh, no words, obviously. So let's just hop on over to the next thing. So USDC coin is continuing to move away from Ethereum. Yeah, how about that? Uh oh, where's my highlighted stuffs? I swear. So, uh, well, apparently it decided to stop. So, the USDC stablecoin is going to be heading to Stellar Blockchain Network early next year. This is going to be the third blockchain network the USDC is going to be on after Ethereum and Algorand, uh, which we did talk about Algorand on this channel. For those of you who don't know, USDC is a dollar peg stablecoin managed by Circle and Coinbase. Uh, Circle will add the support to Stellar's vast array of products, among them payment tools, infrastructure APIs, and business account products by the first quarter of next year. So spring 2021, not too bad. Uh, that means that these businesses can start uh, using the Stellarized version of USDC here pretty soon. Uh, the support for Stellar doesn't come out of nowhere. Circle has long sought to end its dependence on Ethereum which makes sense to me. You probably want to spread yourself out over as many different blockchains as you can in this type of situation. I, like, I don't see any problem with it. I know Tether has done similar things. Uh, they migrated a lot of stuff to Tron and then actually moved some stuff off of Tron back. So there, it's this whole thing. But uh, yeah, no, Ethereum did Algorand earlier. Ethereum Circle did Algorand earlier this year and now they're opening up Stellar. Uh, Stellar is far smaller than Ethereum. Uh, market cap of Stellar is one and a half billion with Ethereum uh, being like 42, so quite a bit. But the uh, addition of USDC to Stellar will allow us to continue to expand our global reach in pursuit of this mission while opening up new avenues for growth and innovation for the developers and businesses building on the network, said Danell Dixon, CEO and Executive Director of the Stellar Development Foundation, which is a foundation that really pushes Stellar's development. I've actually been really impressed with all the things they've done. We've talked about them on the channel prior to this, trying to remember it was a month or two ago. Quite, quite nice. Uh, this is a really good get for Stellar and really good for uh, USDC as well. Branching out is never a bad thing. Uh, that way, if something fails, you're not completely SOL. You can just kind of pivot to one of your other coins. Not that either any of those three coins are going to fail. It's just hedging your bets. All right. Uh, let's hop on over. Uh, Filecoin. Yeah, for uh, those of you who don't know, Filecoin is a system from Protocol Labs meant to be both a decentralized file storage and content distribution network in one. 
Uh, the Filecoin team wrote in a post announcing that transition block number for mainnet launch signifies prosperity for life in Chinese, which was chosen to honor the epic contribution by our Chinese mining community to Filecoin's long-term success. Wow, that's nice. Uh, if you haven't figured it out by now, Filecoin's uh, going to mainnet, finally, at block 148888 at approximately 1444 UTC. So Filecoin tokens will begin distributing. Uh, the new token is very likely to make history as the fastest newly live blockchain to reach a market cap of over a billion, though we're not going to really know for certain until Filecoins start uh, hitting the market. So it should be noted that the uh, tokens distributed will basically all be subject to what's called a vesting schedule. So only a small portion of the total supply of 2 billion FIL will be circulating from the get-go. Block Explorers currently show a circulating supply of about 10.4 million. Uh, futures are trading at $55.63, according to Crypto.com, which would place the market cap at about $578 million. Not too shabby. Uh, the circulating supply at launch should be much, much smaller than the 200 million tokens sold in the 2017 ICO. Uh, making for a vastly smaller market cap by uh, convention. It's still not too bad. Uh, Filecoin is pivoted around exactly that, online file storage, decentralized file storage. It's a really interesting idea. Uh, basically, mining adds uh, storage space to the network, and you can put things in there. It's, it's an interesting project. I really like it. Uh, CoinList is kind of like the parent-ish company of it, and they're playing a key role in the distri distribution of the file tokens. Uh, they're managing 55% of said distribution for all the ICO participants who did not indicate a self-custody or external solution for the distribution. So basically, eh, if you uh, didn't tell us what you're going to do, we're going to manage it for you. Makes sense. Uh, but yeah, no, we've talked about this before. They've had a couple different, like, Filecoin storage mining contests and preparation leading up to this. So I'm glad they're finally, finally uh, going live ever since their ICO in 2017. It, it's been a long road for them. People say, you know, Cardano takes forever. They, these guys took a while. But now that they're finally here, it's looking like they're going to uh, take the world by storm. So yeah, good for them. All right, well, hopping on over, let's talk about Polkadot and uh, how it's going to be getting wrapped Bitcoin in early 2021. So Polkadot is one of the biggest cryptocurrency projects, currently ranked eight in terms of total market cap. Uh, the team behind it has revealed that trustless wrapped Bitcoin will be coming to the ecosystem in early 2021 through Interlay a framework designed to allow permissioned and permissionless blockchains to connect and interact. So according to a new release, it's set out to introduce Polkadot's first trustless wrapped Bitcoin in early 2021. Uh, it's going to be called Polka BTC. Of course it is. Uh, it's aimed at making and marking a critical step towards an entirely interoperable ecosystem, which is Polkadot's big thing. They want everything to talk and play nice and communicate 
using the Polkadot system, of course, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, previously, Interlay has re had released a technical specification and a working POC implementation. Following a successful pilot project, the team is now ex expediting efforts to complete the Bitcoin parachain in the first quarter of next year. Uh, and it's funded by a follow-up grant provided by the Web3 Foundation, so eh, they've been doing things. Uh, once it's deployed, users will be able to mint one-to-one Bitcoin-backed assets on Polkadot, uh, creating their very own Polka BTC. So right off the bat, Polka BTC is trustless, uh, just kind of like Ren's Bitcoin solution. The bridge that it's using has no central authority as it's run by a decentralized network of individuals, companies, and community members. And it's entirely open as anyone can participate in the bridge's operation. So I'm liking this. It's a pretty interesting little project. Uh, for those of you don't who don't know, there's about 105,000 Bitcoins uh, wrapped up on Ethereum right now. So Bitcoin seems to be wanting to do similar things. Of course, everything on Ethereum is largely due to DeFi. So Polka's going to be jumping into that scene soon enough. Don't you worry. Uh, Polkadot, dumbest name I've ever heard, but an impressive project. So, eh, there we go. Alrighty, let's talk about DeFi again a little bit. So, in a recent survey by cryptocurrency data aggregator CryptoCompare, it shows that centralized exchange operators overall do not see the emergence of decentralized trading as a threat despite their growing volume. So, in its September exchange review, CryptoCompare asked 26 of the leading venues in the space how likely it was for DEX liquidity to overtake that of centralized exchanges in the next two years. 70% uh, of those interviewed said that uh, they won't due to their lack of liquidity. So, womp womp. Uh, only 7.7% found that would be likely, while about 20% were pretty neutral on it, but uh, about 30 5% were like, nah, not likely, and almost 40% were like, heck no. So it's a lot of pretty negative things. I mean, you know, you can dismiss DeFi as, you know, it's just like ICOs of 2017. They're, they're flashing the pans, it's going to disappear. Uh, there are some differences, though. People have actually been making money, and ICOs didn't fail because they were bad. They failed because governments, uh, particularly the United States with the Securities and Exchange Commission, came down hard on them, calling them unlicensed security offerings. Like, ICOs didn't fail because they were bad. They were done in by regulation. Whereas DeFi, it's a lot harder to pin down, and without that hammer, what's to stop it? That's just my opinion. Uh, so many industry leaders have decided not to take DeFi seriously right now. Uh, Binance CEO Chengpeng Zhao, good old CZ, feels a bit differently. Uh, Binance is one of the largest exchanges, largely due to his leadership. So, I mean, eh, he, he kind of knows what he's talking about. But he told Coindesk that he expects DeFi to cannibalize his exchange. And this explains why uh, Binance has been making some serious ventures into DeFi you think you're going to start losing business to DeFi, well then, oh hey, you don't have to do anything. You can just come on over here. 
and still stay within this trusted uh, program where I make some money. So there you go. So even though the survey participants in decent numbers are effectively ignoring decentralized exchange trading volumes now, I wouldn't go that far. They're just saying it's not going to get there in two years. Maybe they think it'll take five. I don't know. Uh, one interesting takeaway is, though, that 40% of the exchanges surveyed admitted they are building or planning to build a DEX in the future. So even though they're like, nah, it's not going to overtake it in two years, we're going to prepare. I mean, that's just good business if you ask me. But eh, what do I know? Just some guy in his basement. All right, and then a little update on Mt. Gox to end things out. So the trustee of the long, long defunct Japanese cryptocurrency exchange, Mt. Gox, has obtained approval for another deadline extension following a motion by Mt. Cox rehabilitation trustee Nobukai Kobayashi. I hope I pronounced that even somewhat correctly. The Tokyo District Court issued another order to extend the deadline into December 15th of 2020. Uh, similar to uh, previous extensions, the new announcement is basically like the trustee is like, hey, we're still fi I'm still figuring things out. There are still some matters that require close examination. God, this sounds like the Final Fantasy VII remake all over again. Because they've had similar deadline extensions of in March of 2020 and April of 2019. So this has been going on for a while. Despite the hacks happening years ago, Mt. Gox customers still have not received compensation for their stolen funds. Kobayashi, a Japanese lawyer who was appointed to oversee the reimbursement process, reportedly has about 150,000 Bitcoin to repay users with. However, it has been delayed multiple times, as we've talked about. Eesh. Maybe someday these people will get their money back. I mean, when Mt. Gox was hacked, Bitcoin was trading at like $400. So if you do end up getting some Bitcoin, I mean, you know, if you had $400 with the Bitcoin then, you now have $11,100 of Bitcoin then. Imagine anyone who had $20,000 of Bitcoin back then. They're sitting pretty. So one day, don't worry, your prince will come. Alrighty, let's take a look. Now that we're done with the trending articles in crypto news space, the top 10 coins by market cap. Uh, kind of mixed bag here today. Looks like Bitcoin Cash being up almost 2% on the day is our winner. Winner chicken dinner. It's, it's actually up 12% on the week, so it's doing pretty well. Uh, Polkadot is down 2.5%. Boo. Loser. Anyways. Uh, number one coin in terms of increase. Oh, wow. Look at that file coin right there. Granted, it was going from like zero. So it has a 105% increase with a 203% increase on the week. But uh, yeah, we'll see how long that tracks. ABBC coin is up 41.5%, which is pretty impressive. Uh, file coin, I can see why. ABBC coin, I don't, but uh, eh. otherwise, it's a pretty so-so uh, green day. Uh, Ave is down 18% on the day, being the biggest loser. Womp womp. Uh, trading at $43.12. This would be the new Ave token, replacing the Lend token. It is up on the week, but still, uh, this downward trend is making me depressed. But, you know, what do I know? So that will do it for Crypto Top 10. As always, my name is John. 
Thanks to all those who have subscribed. If you've made it to this point and you haven't subscribed, why not? And pop on down to the description so you can uh, check out all them there links. Alrighty, peace.